You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Yo, 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 what up, mi gente? Wepa, que hay? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Happy to have you listening and tuning in. Check it out, folks. Today, we have an amazing guest. I mean, this is the Geeks Geek. I mean, let me tell you, it, it's, it's technology, gaming, toys, and now comics, too. My gosh, this guy's trying to conquer the whole uh, multiverse of media. Let me introduce this future star right here, the one, the Oni, Sonar Coralton. <laughs> tell me I said that right. You, did, you, did, you said it very well. <laughs> that, was that was a great introduction. That was a great introduction. Thank you. Because uh, you're a boss, man. You do a boss level <laughs> stuff, brother. You know, salute to you as an entrepreneur and, and, and getting stuff done. So, Thank you very much. So no, we got to get into it, man. Uh, you know, you know, we love a good, a good origin story. And, and Dick says, "Hi, hey, what's up? What's up, man? <laughs> so, so no." Talk to me. Where you from originally? Where you grew up? And what was your first love in fandom? And who gave it to you? So I, I grew up in North London. Okay. Uh, all of my life. So I've been in London all my life. And uh, gaming has been like a, a really big passion of mine for a very long time. So ever since I was young, I was playing the Commodore 64 uh, with my brother and sister. And my father, he was very much into technology at that time. So, um, yeah, it was it was kind of love at first sight basically and well, um what? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Got hooked. what was your first system the commodore 64 the co- and what was the first game you hit up so on the commodore is pac-man that's that's the earliest earliest memory i have of playing on the commodore okay. but commodore. um you still have it no i don't <sighs> a lot of these consoles that i had are gone now long gone uh, i do have playstation one playstation two and okay. those kind of generation of consoles, but before that, they're all gone. They all broke. I played them so hard that they broke. So, <laughs> well, I got two Ataris. <laughs> I got the two OG Ataris, the twenty six and uh, twenty six hundred and seventy two. Nice hundred. I still got them. Mines. My mother actually did not throw that out. You believe that? <laughs> she threw out everything else, but not those game consoles. <laughs> <laughs> she she knew. <laughs> <laughs> Only those. Right? Oh, maybe this will be where, but these books and these cards, who cares about this stuff? I'm like, oh, my God, Mike, I have no idea what you threw out of fortune. So, all right. So, who got you into the gaming, though? I mean, was it self-discovery? Was it your mommy, daddy, Titi? So, like I said, my dad, um, he used to bring us home all sorts of, like, games, and he would... Um, this is he, at like random? Because he worked in multimedia in the, in the industry, so... Uh, we, for example, he brought back, uh, I remember on the Sega Mega Drive, he brought back a Beavis and Butthead video game, and we loved that video game. It's just okay. a really random game, but... How old it, were you when you were playing it? Oh, I'm not that old. Was, I was very young. I was playing games like Mortal Kombat and things like <laughs> You're that. You're playing very young you age. Be. But yeah, that's you because <laughs> I had older siblings, so it was easier for me uh, to kind of like, you know, try and get in on the action. And oh, I see. Of siblings, course. So, of course. Yeah. Oh, little brother's here. Let's kick his ass. <laughs> and, and, and and now your boss there's anytime most likely <laughs> for sure that's what big brothers are supposed to do and big exactly. sisters all right so it makes it yeah. tough now <laughs> i do not encourage that behavior people only playing all right so were you a lone wolf in this did you have a tribe of kids that enjoyed this culture with you when you were growing up 
I think um, growing up, I did have friends who'd have other consoles, for example, and I'd always go to their house okay. to play like the SNES or the N64 because, you know, at that, you know, you know, games consoles are very expensive. So, yeah, so, you know, you could only afford the one and your friends would have the other. So you'd always go around theirs to play all the cool other games that are on the Nintendo consoles. So I was always on the Sega Mega Drive and the Sega Master System and things like that. So I was a Sega guy. My friends with the SNES, but when yeah. it got to the PlayStation, it, that that was all me. I was I was loving yeah. PlayStation One and PlayStation Two. It was just an amazing era of gaming at that time. Oh yeah, my Sega was my joy. I remember when I was playing Mortal Kombat, the first one. I was finally gonna mm-hmm. defeat the game with Baraka, right? So, <laughs> and I'm there, like in the moment I was about to hit, do the killing blow, Sinar. The killing blow. The game froze. Oh no. <laughs> Did you have to take out the cartridge and blow it? And yes. it back in again? Yeah, man, but the game yeah. was done. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, you crazy. <laughs> I did a Hulk versus Thor moment with my baby brother because he was right next to me. I mean, my middle mm-hmm. brother. And he started laughing. But I mean, one of those laughs, like in your face type yeah. laughs, you know, I gave him one of those Hulk versus Thor's like this. He remembers that to this day. He goes, I really think he cracked the rib that day. <laughs> <laughs> I do not encourage violence in gaming, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. Yeah, put it into the game and not, you know, into the real world. You know, yeah, put your frustrations into the game. <laughs> blowing into that goddamn thing. Hey, at least that was cool. Better than the CD, you know, times again, like DVDs. Exactly. Right? I would rather blow exactly. into it because at least that's all it is. Yeah. Back in the day, like a Dreamcast game would get scratched, you're done. Exactly. Oh, man. We will pray for that Dr. CD thing to work. <laughs> I remember that. I did buy loads of that actually. Any you did? scratched games, yeah. Like you, you put the gel on the on the desk, right? And you yeah, like, yeah. try and seal up the cracks. No, I, I totally was all over that on the PlayStation One. <laughs> that PlayStation yeah, sure. One's gears are probably stuck with all that oil right now. That's, that's <laughs> all right. So here you are, a kid growing up. You're doing your thing. What happened? When did you want to get creative? What was the spark? So I think I always kind of knew what I wanted to do. And it was more of a like frustration of not growing up fast enough to get there. So from like an early age, even like through primary school, secondary school, uh, that's in America, high school, I was um, always trying to figure out a way to kind of like get into the games industry. So for me, it was kind of like soldiering it on until I got to the point where I could get a specific course that I could work, like study and gain those kind of like experiences of understanding how how to make games and and kind of learning about the process. So obviously you learn more about that once you're working in the industry. But from a kind of academic perspective, um, they give you some insights and some ways, and you can you, you know you can learn um, some modules and things like that that can keep you like can prepare you for what's to come. So when I got to university, that's when I was uh, studying games design uh, as a BA. And uh, yeah, as soon as I graduated from from university, I was straight away looking for jobs in the industry. And yeah, fortunately, I um, was able very to get fortunate. very fortunately. <laughs> I, I seen your get... your I seen your resume, kid. Let me tell you guys. Wait, wait, wait till you start talking and be like, "Damn, he hit the industry hard, baby." Well, I mean, I, I I started from the bottom, so it wasn't it wasn't glamorous. But I started at Capcom, which is an amazing opportunity. But I was working on like testing uh, mobile 
Capcom games. So Ooh, yeah, we're talking Capcom. about we're not talking about <laughs> smartphones, yeah. We're talking about like the Java games on like your old like Nokia's and things like that. Oh so, really? Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was um this is back in like two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. So yeah, around those days that's that that's what it was like. So I was testing on these really small devices with the buttons and <laughs> everything. So like I said, it wasn't glamorous, but it gave me um a, a really good opportunity to to meet a lot of really good friends of mine that, I, that have stayed my friends since Capcom and was able to kind of like you know get advice and help from them as well because they're still in the industry so yeah we're all we're all still there we're still all, all still doing it so it's great so great all right so when did you decide to do something on your own oh um so I, this only happened. Well, I've always had this thing of like trying to do projects in my spare time. So, I've always wanted to kind of like get a group of people together and and prototype and really kind of explore um, how to make games uh, in okay. in a little kind of like a room where you could just like. And this is more recent, right? You saying? Well, I wouldn't say it was recent, no, because I've been like I said, this this stuff that I do in my spare time, I was doing all the way through like my career, okay. but nothing really that kind of. I was able to execute and bring okay. it out into the world. So it's only recent up until like two to three years ago when I really started to take this more seriously okay. and um, really started to kind of say, now this is the time because if you don't okay, do it now, great. when are you going to do it? See, <laughs> you know? That's so. why I just jumped ahead just really briefly there. And yeah. I caught you off guard and I did that for mm. a reason because I want people to see your journey now. So here, after mm. Cap, you know, you're doing your thing at Capcom and mm-hmm. I talk from there. You see, it's a long journey, folks. Success is not overnight. This is what I'm no. just trying to tell you. <laughs> and I was I was doing testing. I was doing testing for like six, seven years before I even was able to do like a, a, a kind of more substantial role in the industry, where I was doing production and managing Ooh, wow. teams and and doing that kind of stuff. So some people have the talent to kind of go straight into these different roles, but I think for anyone that's really like starting out in the industry, just a bit of advice. QA is an amazing uh, way to start um, uh, a career in games because you really do understand how games work from, you know, ground zero when you're like playing the game every day and figuring out all of these problems that you're having with with the game because then it makes you understand how they work. So it's it's a really interesting thing to do and I think it's really important as well that people go through that. So now I know every quality assurance person could beat whatever game it is that they worked on, like easily and give you all the back doors i must meet more quality assurance people. <laughs> yeah i mean uh but you know working on your favorite games is not ideal right because if you're working on such an awesome project and you're playing it every day and you've seen everything of it seen everything about it then you 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 know once it comes out you're just like well i've already like i know everything about it i've played <laughs> it i've seen it in its worst states not again so, yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah that's, that must be funny when you when you go with friends. Hey, I just got this new game. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if Enough. you don't like if you don't play it straight away. It's fine. If you leave it for like a few months or maybe a year, and you come back to it, I think that's 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 more than enough time for you to get over the yeah. trauma of going through all of that experience <laughs> of working as a tester in the games industry. Oh, crazy! So, what was that journey like? What other spots did you start hitting, and, and, and you know, and what made you you know keep progressing like that? And was the goal always to be, you know, independent, to be eventually? Yeah, totally. I think when I done games design, that was my vision of that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But I realized 
that I wasn't going to be able to do my own stuff just doing games design. So I wanted to be, I wanted to learn more and do more stuff in the future. So I was kind of like, let me, you know, let me try my hand at doing other things in the industry to to kind of build that repertoire, build that arsenal of skills and experiences that I could use to make my own stuff. So making games is a very, very hard thing to do. And so you can't do it by yourself unless you're a really good programmer on Coder and you can do other yeah. things like to do some basic animations and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's why I decided to go down the route of being more of a production production um, focused role or producer or project manager because you get to kind of really collaborate with talented people that can mm. potentially help you in the future to do your own stuff. So that was kind of the rationale for me to kind of like do that. Oh, crazy. You see this guy? Uh, <laughs> amazing. So, have you always been a comic book fan? I have, oh, yeah. I, really? I have, yes. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm like a super geek on comic books, but I, I do remember <laughs> as a as a young um, young geek, shall we say, um, going through a lot of the Spider-Man a comics geekling. and Marvel. A, a geekling. geekling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, never really like delved into it until I got a bit later on in my career where I was like really started to look into this stuff because I, I was so fascinated with how artists are able to to draw these amazingly detailed um kind of scenes in these on these pages that kind of portray all sorts of different angles of of, of shots of characters of environments and, and trying to like tell a story in a way that you don't get in other mediums. And I think that's a really interesting thing. And that's kind of the reason why I wanted to do a comic book in the first place is that a comic book is a lot easier to do than a video game, for one. And two, it's a different perspective, a different way of opening people's eyes to the world of of what I'm trying to do. And it gives me as well like a, a visual guide to how I want the world to look when eventually it becomes a video game and gives me ideas about what I can do to fill out that world and build this this uh, speed switch universe. Yeah, and, and, and so people were we're talking about this. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that dope, dope comic book right there. What? Look at that art. Look at that cover. That's the fire, baby. Yeah. So Shane, um, Shane Face, he's, he's called online, but Shane is a good friend of mine, and I've known him since uh, since uni days, and um, we just got along very well, and we, we have the same kind of personality, and we we get along very well. So for us, when I brought this project to him, he was like, you know, I'm in on this. Let's let's get okay. this done. It took a while though. It took a, a long time to get to where we are today in terms of like nailing down this first issue, and and it's been a journey, and it's been something that we're both learning as we go and obviously this is my first kind of like tipping my dipping my toes into the comic book scene so like from from someone that's making it um so yeah no his art is just oh it's unbelievable i love the colors he uses the color palettes he uses love his style it's just very unique and um he's he's one to watch for, for sure in the future i think uh we'll be seeing more of shane Oh, it definitely should be seeing more of shane you know this this is, <laughs> this is a team as well with the writer as well Right. Yeah, Ramsey's the Ramsey's the writer. So I wrote the um, obviously I built the world and wrote the the kind of like uh, first kind of issue with um, Shane and 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 then we brought Ramsey on uh, a bit later on in the project and okay. 
like Shane introduced me to Ramsey and we, we got on, okay. we had a chat and then. How does Shane I, know Ramsey? <laughs> it, it's, it's a small world when it comes Isn't to like crazy? writers and comic books. Like, um, that's, that's for another story. I'm sure we can get them on in the future maybe and we can get that. that oh, we should. That's, that'd group. be fun. I'm interested yeah. there. Cause I mean, wow, yeah. look at, I know a guy that knows a guy and pop, pop, yeah. pop. Look at this. this is exactly. Amazing. And I spoke to Ramsey and, and like I told him the same story. I said to him, like, this is speed switch. And he was like, I'm down. Like, let's get this, let's, Whoa. let's get this done. So as soon as that happened, we, we, um, we worked very closely together on the story. And I told him like the brief plot of the first issue and we started bouncing ideas off each other. Um, and also like just, um, guiding him in certain ways in which I, I kind of thought that I'd like, the world to be portrayed and how the characters would feel and things like that. So he'd done a really great job of nailing these characters that we've kind of shown in the first issue. Um, but yeah, no, very talented as well. He's another one to watch as well. I'm telling you, I'm working with such, yeah. such talented people and I'm just so happy that I'm able to yeah. do that. I'm fortunate enough to do that. So, so you're stating how, uh, yeah, you learned a lot. So a huge difference from, <laughs> from looking into gaming to creating a comic, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> so, what type of resources were you using to to, to learn? You know, in the, in the process, I was leaning a lot on Shane and Ramsey for um, more of the direction and and um, the way the the storyboarding and we would would definitely collaborate on that. But for me, I'm more of like the the, the visionary or the vision holder. So when they show me stuff, we would always bounce ideas each other, and and we have like a mirror board that has. Like, if you looked at the board, it looks like something out of one of those detective crime scene things. Where you've got <laughs> all of these reference materials, you've got all these characters, you string, you've got, like, <laughs> strings and things like that. And how, it, yeah, it's it's like that. And it's, it's a really, I, I enjoy using Miro because you could do that. You can collaborate on that and um, really kind of get people talking about things and, you know, nailing things down there and then. So, yeah. So- uh, give us a brief synopsis of this world here that, that, that that's being created. Sure. So, Speed Switch, um, it's it's set on in another star system. It's not set on Earth, so that's one thing. Um, Earth becomes a very inhospitable place, which we can all relate to because that's probably happening uh, as we speak. <laughs> but basically, um, there's these colony ships that all you know humans evacuate from Earth, and they go off to different star systems to try and colonize different um, planets, exoplanets. And one of the ships, one of the colony ships crash lands on uh, this planet. Uh, well, we are basing it off uh, Proxima, uh, Centauri Proxima B. Um, and basically that planet is tidal locked around its star, which means only one side of the planet is always facing the sun. Okay. So it's really hot and inhospitable one side like desert and then on the other side it's freezing cold and it's mountainous and there's snow and ice but there is kind of like a goldilocks zone uh, around the kind of um the, the vertical equator shall we call it and in that patch is where sunset city is um it has been built and this happens over hundreds of years so when they crash land on the desert that's kind of like the colonies then try to survive and find a place to survive and build that city so sunset city it's called Sunset Cities because where it's based is in an, uh, a part of the planet where it doesn't, the sun never sets and it never rises. It stays in twilight. So that's why we came up with the idea of calling oh, it Sunset City. So now that you've got that kind of foundation of knowing that, 
the actual speed switch tournaments um, are a, a kind of entertainment for the for the, the the masses of the city, and it's a race, and it's a very dangerous race that takes place uh, in the city, and it goes through the planet as well, like around the planet. So you get to go through the deserts and the and the dark places around the, the dark side of the planet. So it's incorporating all of these different terrain types and these environments into to, to the races and. There's loads of factions as well. So there's like the factions that live in the city, but there's also factions that live on the different sides of the planet. So incorporating all of that is a really big task. And so I'm still working on that. I think George R. R. Martin said something like, you can either be the architect or the gardener. And I'm kind of like the gardener where I'm kind of like <laughs> deep down, like trying to do all the, the kind of small stuff. But when you go onto the grand scale of being the architect and trying to figure out like all of the, really like distant future stuff where it's kind of like I haven't planned that far yet I'm still trying to you know make baby steps in the in the garden and try and you know get things done here so yeah we'll see how it goes but um yeah there's a there's a lot to do I'm already digging the concept so this section of life goes around around this world but only in 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 its equator correct yeah so there is kind of like a vertical but how wide is that strip mileage wise has that been it's, discussed um i haven't really like specifically nailed it yeah. down but it's a big patch and we say that a city can um kind of sit in that patch it's, bit, it's, it's a lot bigger than that obviously so what i'm trying to say is is that you know others kind of fled away from sunset city and done their own yeah. things other stayed to kind of establish sunset city so there is a lot of kind of like conflict between the factions because when they crash landed on this um planet um basically everyone was in survival mode so it was kind of like survival of the fittest so there was a lot of discuss like a lot of disagreements a lot of um you know the population kind of falling out and moving to different places to kind of move away from each other so that's kind of like the origins of of speed switch, which I haven't really, really nailed down in terms of like giving people that as a, <laughs> as, a, as a comic book or even as any sort of information that I put out there into the public. So this is kind of like an exclusive. You guys can have like the first hey, kind hey. of uh, view of um, the origins of uh, Sunset City and Speed Switch. Uh, this is gonna be fun. I can't wait. Now check this out too, because you know, again, you know, you have ideas uh, of a game. There's a kind of little prototype. You know, yeah. rough, rough folks. <laughs> but the idea is, you know, he said it, I'm saying, you know. But I, I, to just to give you kind of like um, from a games perspective, the reason why I thought this was kind of really interesting is because we're we're trying to merge combat with racing. And on top of yes. that, there's this mechanic. Uh, and the reason why it's called Speed Switch is because your gear switches uh, on the fly. So you can I – t- I spoke about those different environments. Yeah. Well, those environments um, – the gear cannot really be efficient. So you've got to change the form of it to be able to, to, to kind of really um, perform to its, you know, best on that type of um, terrain. So what happens is, for example, in the the demo that you're showing is this uh, prototype is uh, a skater and the skater can go from inlines to quads to ice skates. And um, that can kind of give you an idea of what kind of terrains will be through the the track that you're about to see so it's very rough stuff this is all kind of like asset store unity asset store stuff so it's not no art is in there no animation is in there um 
but yeah, what you do get here is like you can drift around corners. You've got a boost meter, which is kind of um, part of the gear itself as well. So if you gr- uh, drift and switch the gears at the right time, when you hit a specific terrain type, you'll yeah. get a bit of boost on your boost meter as well. So we're gamifying it. And, and it's a skill-based game as well. So it is it is quite um, tricky. It's, it's, it's not straightforward. It's not just an easy Mate, I already game. saw If it's... I try to jump on that yellow bar, I already see myself <laughs> like, getting fr- <laughs> ah, busting my ass. I already see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is like a fun game you can spend some real good time on this so so what's the idea for this though, in regards to platform so this is just a mobile um prototype okay. so what what um i'm i'm gonna do in the future is um in my in my spare time work on this a bit and and try and get this into a better shape but um for the future what i really want to do is make an open world um speed switch game where it has the kind of elements of what you know the metaverse is giving us right now where you can kind of come into a game and you can be part of that city you could be part of sunset city you can purchase your own apartment in sunset city you can join a faction you can uh you can race you can watch races i want people to feel like they're really a part of this this world and the way in which you can do that is by creating a, a kind of a massive open world experience and that's what i want to do uh, essentially in the future and we're looking at engines right now we're probably going to use unreal 5 uh for that so that's that's you know further further down the down the road but right now i'm just uh we we want to do more comic books we want to finish off the story um so what's the we, art going to be for the, for the book when you say finish off the story oh sorry what was that what was the arc length? How many issues? So that's what we're still debating at the moment. But I want to make sure that I conclude the story for the characters that we're focusing on because this this whole world has many different characters and many different perspectives. And so I want people to feel like there is an arc where you can kind of get an understanding of where these characters are coming from and how they got into Speed Switch tournament. And, and you're going to see as in you know, like many different kind of shows, TV shows, anime series where, you know, they, they jump from different characters and, and they want people to understand where they're coming from because, you know, it's not always just black and white in terms of who's good, who's bad. It's There's a lot of grey in between. And I want to make sure that, you know, it's not just a thing of, you know, oh, these, these people are good and they're trying to save the day or they're trying to do this. And then the, there's the bad guys that are trying to stop them. It's not that you know, uh, black and white. So I want to make sure that everyone gets an opportunity. And there's some really cool characters that we can show as well. And like I said, there's so much has happened in the past that we haven't even scratched the surface about. You know, um, next, who's the main character in this and his sister, spoiler alert, his parents die uh, in this one. And so there's an even a lot more, there's a lot more to, to go through in the parents even, like to understand like their story and how they got to where they were and, and how Ooh. their, you know, demise so things um, go far back. <laughs> it does. There's like, there's like power, but in the future, in some other distant galaxy. I love it. Yeah, we wanted we wanted to bring it. We wanted to make sure Earth was still part of this because there's still some references that we can make to Earth. But I want to I wanted to bring it out of that kind of place and wanted to bring it somewhere that's new and interesting. And like I said, the planet is tidal locked and it brings in a new kind of whole host of things that you can do with that. And I think that's a really interesting thing to explore is 
kind of like looking at worlds, exoplanets and understanding how they work. And there's a whole electromagnetic thing about Sunset City as well. So the technology they have is all like electromagnetic oh. as well. So there's a lot of that that kind of falls into the, the gears uh, that you're racing on, the bike, the skateboards and the skates. It all transforms because of that electromagnetic uh, technology. So there's a lot there to go and dig into as well. And Ooh. so there's there's many different things that we can go into. I haven't got I, I, I'm sure I can talk you your, your ear off for more than an hour about this. But that there's a lot. There's a lot. And uh, I've got I've got a lot of work to do on this. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's these folks. This is what's popping. This is what 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 we want entrepreneurs do, man. I, I, I'm digging it. So, let, um, so where's the where, who released the book now? Who's the publisher? Because the book is out uh, now, I've, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm publishing it, self publishing oh, it. There you go. Ooh, folks, talk yeah. about that now. So yeah. publishing. <laughs> Look at this. Not now. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what happened? Why made you decide to be be self published like this? Um, I think I just kind of fell into it. I, I I was I was thinking to myself, um, if I go with a publisher, they're gonna want like free issues, and um, upfront. And so I didn't have free issues. I had one issue that we were working on for like two years. So, um, for me, it was kind of an option to say, you know what, let me try and do it myself. So. Okay. I'd done my research and, and it was a, a very steep learning curve in understanding everything and <laughs> trying to get it sorted out in time. Honestly, it was down to the last like day in terms of like everything falling in the right place to get this on launch on time wow. at Comic-Con on Amazon store on the website. It was, it was like, it was very uh, challenging, shall we say. And it was very stressful. I was having like nightmares about it oh, in yeah. my sleeve and yeah so it's not easy it's definitely not easy call but... the printer call the printer <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly and so I, I i didn't know um i i didn't know how well it was gonna do so i didn't want to like splash out on loads of money and print like loads of copies so i was very kind of like conservative and trying to do this the right way and not put myself in a position uh financially where i'm, I'm in the know, red if you will <laughs> in the red and all that kind of stuff so for me it was just making sure that everything was organized and well and as a producer that's what i do in, in games so like for me to kind of put that hat on to to do the publishing stuff is is where it's kind of like you got to go out there you got to talk to people you got to understand how these things work and then just just do it and um, yeah, I learn a lot. But I think for issues, the the, the future issues, we are going to probably do a crowdfunding um, okay. stuff. So probably maybe maybe go Kickstarter or something like that. We'll see. Um, yeah, so many so many platforms. There too, are so many know? platforms. And other ways exactly. that you know, there's even print on demand like Global Comics, yeah. which is a mm-hmm. nice one as well. You know, so uh, nowadays creators like yourself have so many options. But bravo on you too. That you know, you did it on this <laughs> first try. I mean, shit, you. and you still have hair, bro. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> just about, just about. Yeah. Unless that's a, a good ass toupee and shit. <laughs> no, in my family, hair runs very thick. Cause, uh, All right, there you go, man. I, I, ha- I used to have long hair and everything. It grows like an animal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine in that department. That's, All right, so there you go. So don't stress out, man. You got this, kiddo. You're going to kick ass in this business. Thank you very much. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it, man. So if you could have this be now something else outside of the game and, you know, idea, 
mm-hmm. and and, uh, and the and the book now, you know, because you want, you know, we're gonna be king of media here with you on, mm-hmm. on, on this. Would you like to, this to be a film first, a TV anime. show first, or oh, they, it has to be anime. It has to be an anime. This works. Beautiful. This this works as an anime. I think right. as a movie. The only thing that I could say that kind of resembles what's out there right now, which I can kind of visualize the way they're doing it, and probably it would work for Speed Switch, is like uh, Battle Angel uh, Alita. Okay. okay. So I think um, that type of like, because they they've done that really well. I think I, I, I'm sure you have you seen yes, the yes, movie? Yes, so yes, you've yes, seen yes. the the race part where they're kind of like racing around that track and it, yeah. and the special effects, the visual effects are amazing. So I think because like you know visual effects is not a problem anymore, right? It looks amazing yeah. now. So for me, so you could Adobe it yourself now. <laughs> you could, no. but yeah, no anime. <laughs> there you go. Don't make me start doing that shit now. <laughs> but no anime for sure, anime for sure. And I have yeah. been looking at studios, so I'm gonna start talking to some soon and nice. um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I really love Trigger Studio. Um, they're, they're the guys who've done Edge Runner, Cyberpunk, um, and yes. they're a really talented animation studio. So I am looking around at the moment to see who's interested in and, and maybe, hopefully, who knows, like, if this really does kick off, then, you know, I would love to make um, a series and, you know, maybe it'll be about next, maybe it'll be about some other characters, who knows? We'll, we'll see. But there's, like oh, I said... Bring us, oh, man, I think the best idea is to bring other parts of, of the Speed Switch world. Like, yeah, here, you've seen yeah. it in the comics. Yeah. You ain't seen anything else yet. Exactly. You know, so you could use the animated for that, then I could see yeah. the toy line, the t-shirts, yeah. all these shits, and all. You, have, you have an empire here. <laughs> I hope so, we'll see. <laughs> But even, even, um, well, I am looking into like, um, potentially merchandising as well, you know, like yeah. we could do cross promotions or cross, um, brands, products with, um, skate, um, uh, you know, brands oh, yeah. and things like well, that. You know? and yeah. I'd love skate to do culture. that. Oh, and skate yeah. culture, exactly. And I think, um, the other thing I wanted to mention as well is like the diversity of, of characters as well and, and really trying to represent as many different backgrounds as possible and cultures because, I feel that that I think nowadays it's getting a lot better. I think people are doing that, and but I feel that you know for us it's really important because we all, yeah. we all come from different cultures and backgrounds. So yes, me, yes. Shane, and Ramsey, and and then we felt like together really? we was like we have to tell a story that we like relates to us and resembles what we've been through in our lives, yeah. and kind of give that back as well to to people that our friends and our families and and, and everyone else. So yeah, I think it's, that's also important to do. Uh, you're, you're right, brother. Um, you know, I, I discovered that not too long ago, really, when I started seeing more representation of my people in certain platforms. And I'm, you know, when I started really look, looking at staring at the screen, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> wow. It's about damn time, you know? Yeah. And it touches you, though. It touches you. It does. Real. It does, because my friends, um, they send me pictures of them reading the comic book with their kids. Uh, and it, it's just beautiful to see that they see themselves, the kids see them, that there are heroes, there are protagonists out there that are of their skin color. And I think that's yeah. really important. I, I Like growing up, I want to make sure that that's something that is represented and people can really um, back behind heroes because they relate to them because they feel that they can. So I think that's, like I said, that's really important to us um, in doing this. It's really, that's excellent. strongly passionate about that. Great, um, that's a great thing, kiddo. Cause you know the world is diverse, man. I mean, we all the same. Exactly. Cut us, we all bleed red, kiddo. Don't mm-hmm. we? 
I mean, exactly. oh, I don't know what color the lizard people are. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even bleed? Who knows? Holy Who knows? shit. Yeah. Right? That's are, a there lizard, story. are there lizard people in Speed Switch? I mean, <laughs> Who knows? Um, there's a dark side of the planet. Who knows what that's, resides that's, there? That's, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm interested in. I love my <laughs> villains. I love my villains. So, like, I really need to know who the who who are. are, are do you have a particular part in Speed Switch World that that is the villainous of the villainous, the vile of um, the vile? Is not the villainous of the villainous, but there is there is a faction called the Reapers, and you see them in in Speed Switch uh, issue one, okay. and it's an interesting thing because these guys. Um, they found a way to kind of like merge AI with this new exotic material that they found. And so it created um, these kind of like avatars that they can help them when they're in the race. And they take the form of the Reaper, but they're quite unique in the sense that not all of them look the same. They could be different in terms of their look, but essentially they are the Reapers. So um, these these kind of uh, dangerous um, kind of characters who are kind of like bosses in video games where it's kind of like okay. these guys are their, their, their kind of like backup and <laughs> usually in, in speed switch you've got two two uh, per, um, two races per team so that's why you see in the beginning of uh, issue one um, the, the parents Ivalo and Z racing together because it's a team it's a team sport so you know that's that's how that kind of works. So the the Reapers, I wouldn't say they're really bad, but they're the ones that are running the show right now in Sunset City. They've taken over Sunset City because they've won the race and they've got their place in high up in society where they can make decisions. And also, um, you know, some of the areas around Sunset City they've taken over. So um, there's that too. So there's this kind of power struggle between domination of of the districts uh, of okay. sunset city and um as well as that there, there's these massive um i don't know if you've seen the the double pager where we show like the city there's these massive coils that kind of come out the ground and um there's these kind of like floors that you see uh, going up and those kind of like smaller type district cities based in like these indoor cylindrical things that go around these coils and the coils themselves are um, charging electromagnetic energy. So that's how they get the energy for the city is through that. So there's a lot of stuff like that that I'm kind of weaving into that. And like I said, yeah, they're kind of running things right now. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens in in the future races and who, you know, who comes up on top. I got to check this out. You see what I'm saying? This is my <laughs> joint. Yeah. Yeah. Batman were brought them. <laughs> All right, so we got the, we got the game idea, we got the future idea. What about just the future in general? Meaning advice now for any type of folks trying to step into this. Just look at you, 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 you've done a lot. I mean, even where you're working now, you're doing a lot. I mean, Jesus Christ has been doing this on the side and building this awesome project. We're yeah. going to shoot one out now, folks. Out now, which you could you could pick it up right here, right, at, at speed-switch.com, right? That's correct, yeah. Look at that, of course. And then, and folks, yeah, I mean, listen, you got to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Switch Game. And, of course, Facebook. Look for Speed Switch, all right? Now, you know, so what type of advice would you give somebody trying to step into the game now based on your journey? 
It depends on what they want to do. I mean, I didn't I have know, an you've idea. So much. Which yeah, one? No, I, as, 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 started, as a publisher, creator, well, I don't know. I, I, I started out not knowing uh, where this was going to go. And I think what I started out with was a focus on the thing that I love, which is games. And and all sorts of media, like comic books, music, film, all of that kind of, um, you know, resonates with me and is I'm very passionate about. But I had that focal point of games. So I started out in games. Uh, I worked my way up. I got the experience and I started along the way learning, understanding about what I wanted to do. And when you come up with an idea that you really dream about every day and you have in your mind, you live I'm living speed switch every day, basically, in my mind. And I've got an e-bike, so I'm speed switching on the street as well. Like, I'm, like, living <laughs> speed switch every day. And I'm always, <laughs> I'm always thinking about ideas. I bug my friends all the time about, like, oh, what if we done this? Or what do you think of this idea? So for me, it's, it's you've got to believe in what you do. And it doesn't matter if anyone else doesn't. I think you've just got to have that kind of, that that drive to kind of, like, see things through. And, you know... Now that I've got issue one out, that was such a big relief for me. And it was that moment of saying, wow, I, I've actually done it. It's in my hands. I can, it's tangible. I can see it. I can feel it. I can read it. But then it's like it, that, that, that moment lasted like a split second. Now I'm like, now onto the next thing, like now onto the next thing. I need to figure out what I'm going to do next and how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to do that. So it's never, you can never rest on your, on your laurels. You've got to keep going forward. And I think that's really important not to, to feel like, um, you know, to don't don't bask in the, uh, the, the 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 success too much, and just just keep humble and just just try and just keep trying. Because uh, I didn't have a clue about publishing or making comic books, but I found people that did, and that's another thing is having people around you that are talented and want to help you and believe in you. Because you know, a lot of people got many ideas out there, and it's 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 about you know really portraying those ideas that something. It's something that they're interested in and they can get behind and they want to be a part of. So there's a lot of things there. There's a lot of kind of communication and, and you know, that kind of thing. So a lot, a lot of things to learn, work, and just, just have the drive, folks. Get it done. Follow your heart. Follow your passion. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And it doesn't come uh, easy. It doesn't come easy. I've been doing this for 14 years. So... It's been a long way. It's been a long time. And, you know, there's a lot. And I'm even not even started. Like the comic book is just one small step. You know, you've got to keep going, keep building. So, like I said, there's a long way to go. And you just got to keep going. you got, so, you got to, you know, yeah, man. get that rocket so, up your ass and get going. So, two <laughs> things before we go. Two things. Two last things before we go. First, just a, a, a thank you as a fan to a creator fan of multimedia and games and the hard work you've done thank you and salute for your your, your hard work and even your courage of being an entrepreneur on so many thank different you. levels you know publisher you know navigator if you will you know on, on this journey you know and the gaming side the lego side everything thank you you're thank a boss you my brother i wish you nothing but success on that for real thank you're you boss. very much now earlier you mentioned comic-con were you at comic-con this year i was i was at mcm mcm comic-con in london okay how was that it was an amazing experience and i was there in the spring summertime because uh, they do two comic-cons in, in in london and the first one was the preview so i made a five-page preview which i was giving away for free and, I was and you had a booth 
uh, I had a table with uh, with Shane because yeah. Shane uh, he has his own table and he sells his own stuff. Okay. And I kind of like he he's, he uh, he did me a, a favor and and said you know you can come on board and you can yeah, like yeah. give out your space. previews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had my preview there and uh, oh, I was walking around. Good. I was hustling. I was I was being good like, as you should, bro. Going out there, that. speaking to people, giving out giving out free previews here. What you, you hear this? this? So now it's the moment. You hear this creators out there? That's what you're supposed to do. I got upset when I see so many creators just, you know, behind their table, just waiting for people to come. No, get in front <laughs> of that goddamn table and bring them on, baby. Show them that stuff. Show them the goods. They could join you. Like, yo, I got something special. Come over here. You know, wear a trench coat. Ha- have your copy. They go, yo, yo, check this out. You know, <laughs> do something. Just bring the attention. I like yeah, that, bro. For sure. So, so you were hustling that preview. How were people reacting to it? They were quite excited, actually. I think when I was explaining to them, because it was, it, it's really difficult to explain something to someone when you're only showing them five pages and they, they, you can give it to them and, you know, you can hope for the best that they'll go home and they'll read it. But you got to really connect with people and talk to people about these things. So it's a lot of energy to kind of like talk about this stuff and make sure. And I was a bit nervous as well. It was the first time I was doing this. So for me, it was, a, it was like, a, again, another learning experience where I was kind of like going out there, giving it away, talking about it. People were like really excited and hyped about it. And I was like, great, this is something that actually people were interested in in reading or finding out more about. So, yeah, it was it was a good experience. And then again on the 28th um over the weekend that just passed and i was out there again and we 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 spoke to people about it and we we told them the idea around it and the world and they were like i'm sold just give me a copy so i was uh, happy we had a lot of people coming over to us and and nice. giving us some really positive feedback so i'm really happy that we'll, we were able to do that and yeah i was really pleased it, it was one of the next big cons you want to do so we we're, we're going to be at thought bubble next so that's oh, in you are? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, man, I gotta talk to Johnny. I, I gotta see if he's going to that one. The okay. Because I have a crusader, my my boy, my my right hand man, Johnny <laughs> the Johnny the Machine Hughes. He got his own show outside the panels on the couple of capes. Check it out. That's awesome. my boy. He out there. So yeah, let's definitely uh, arrange that. I'll be happy to talk to him. Yeah, man, he's the man. He's the man. All right. And, and you got to check out too, uh, a shout out to Don't Hide PR for, for connecting us and introducing me to the amazing center. So if you're a creator out there looking for, for some publicity help, let me tell you this is the place to go right here. I right, shout out to Mel. All right. So any last words, my brother? Well, you said that it's out now. Um, you know, go grab it. See what you think. Tell us. Give us feedback. We'd love to hear what you think. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in Thought Bubble. And then, you know, like I said, we're looking at doing a, um, a crowdfunding or a Kickstarter in the future. So stay tuned. Sign up to our newsletter on the website so you can keep up to date with all that stuff. And yeah, that's it. Uh, please enjoy and, you know, hope you like it. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Sinar, for your time. You're talking about this awesome world that you're creating on so many levels and all your plans. You see, somebody's excited genuinely about their project. <laughs> I love it, man. Great energy, man. Kick Thank ass you. that thought bubble and make sure that my boy, if he's out there, uh, I'll arrange it, I'll connect you guys. And if he's going, I'll make sure he's going to pass by and say hello. All right. And, and then, good. you know, and pick up a copy for me while he's out there. That's what he's going to do. All right. 
I'll get the, <laughs> I'll get the crew to sign it as well for you guys. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be dope, man. Yeah, but that'd be another comic we say the treasure that it goes into the archive. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Sure. Leo Future Star. I can't wait. I'm gonna see. Listen, I, the road is, is golden for you, kiddo. I know it. I see it. I see it. We gotta manifest these things, my friend. All right, that's the truth. All right, folks, you've been seeing this at the bottom all along. Tells you where to go. Comicrusaders.com is, and that's the same everywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even the TikTok site. We're everywhere, darn it. And of course, <laughs> the outro tells you everything else you gotta do. But what it doesn't tell you is you should also check out, like I was mentioning, Johnny on outside the panels. That's on UndercoverCapes.com. So that's the rest of my extended family there with some dope shows. Check them out. K-pop Cosmos and the Sophie Spoilers and all that good stuff. Uh, Definitive Crusade, No Price Podcast. That's where it's at. All right, mi gente. You know what it is. I'm Al Mega. We're the superstar legend over here. Sanar. Hasta la próxima. Wepa. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store.